Welcome back to The Post Show, episode 23. This week, we start off by talking about my first ever manga, manga purchase, before we talk about the Tokyo Revengers finale. Then we get into Grant's rewatch of Demon Slayer, season one, now that he's watching it on a television, imagine that. From here, we talk about Sunny Boy, episode 10, and Grant talks about his early thoughts on Vivi Florite's Eye Song. Then we get into my review of The Mask, since that was my movie of last week. And then Grant talks about the YouTube channel No Clip and some of the uh, great video game documentaries that they've put out before I briefly touch on my experience with Hades, the video game, before we call it a day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. <laughs> we back, baby. <laughs> we back. How you doing, homie? Hmm. It's the post show. Got a nice, uh, cold, refreshing beverage. What are you drinking? Uh, a little bit of gin and tea. Oh, I'm having a little, uh, little gin soda myself. <laughs> I, uh, a dear friend of mine brought me some gin recently, so. Mm. It's probably beautiful. Yeah, he's a really good looking fellow. Yeah. I can just, I can tell he's probably like 6'1", blonde. Mm-hmm. I'm legally blind. I would be able to, <laughs> but I mean, you know, as a person, mm. um, killer jawline. <laughs> um, so I want to start on a positive note. So let's not talk about Tokyo Revengers yet. Yeah, um, good comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do want to tell you this. Uh, you know, and this is like. This is barely counts as a starter, but something came in the mail today. I haven't even started it yet um but i did pick up the first edition not first edition volume one of full metal alchemist the manga the first manga i've ever purchased in my life so are we we talking like regular volume one or are we talking like a big like has like five or six versions or uh, just just regular volume one okay okay it's still um like, I, I did flip through. It looks pretty cool, man. Like, I'm pretty excited to kind of read this. But I think it's going to take some time. I did not realize, like, these things are weighty. There's a lot in here. I've got it right oh, yeah. in front of me. I put it up on our Instagram. But um, it looks like, it, you know, and this is similar to other uh, other animes. But it looks like maybe one volume of the manga might cover anywhere between one to three or four episodes. Oh, okay. So well, that's like, a good pace. Yeah, there's a decent amount in here. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool to own a manga. Uh, you know, for listeners' uh, benefit, you know, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like not a, the first, but one of uh, the first animes that I ever watched, and it like mm. in particular really, really turned me on to anime uh, in general. And you know, we've been watching so much lately, and as I'm sure you guys know, and Grant knows, like. The more you learn about anime, the more you also hear about manga, <laughs> mm. sort of by osmosis. So I've rewatched that series more times than I can count. So I figured, you know, if I was ever going to buy a manga, I would, uh, I would try this one. So, well, I, it's yeah. it's kind of exciting because you're gonna, even though like you've seen, you know, in you know many times you watch the show, like in a weird way, you're getting like a fresh take on it. Like, yeah, like you know, same eyes but like new process of, of you know uh, of you know taking it all in so that's exciting man that's yeah. well leanna's got her uh you know she she picked up 
a couple of the volumes of uh, Way of the House Husband. And oh, really? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. She, oh, she loves it. And uh, well, we both love it. So I've been kind of like peeking through those a little bit every now and then. And it's just, uh, <clears throat> I know, I, I read like three or four pages and I'm like, I'm going to want to rip through this. Like, and I don't have the time to sit down. <laughs> like, it's going to bother me if I can't just read a whole volume at a time. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, speaking of which, I saw uh, Way of the House Husband part two announced for October 7th. <sighs> Is that right? early birthday present Dad. there you go yeah i'm pretty excited for that it's a big win mm-hmm. i still haven't uh given that like a fair shake but oh, i should. know you love it so good we love it so much and they did like a little featurette with the voice actor like a live action featurette right on netflix yeah yeah yeah. they did um same same kind of idea it's you know because there's like you know for those who haven't seen the way the house has been so it's it's an anime i guess it's technically i didn't realize this like a lot of people were complaining when it came out because of the animation style but apparently in japan not once was it ever mentioned that it was an anime i guess it was a like a um like a um a digital comic or an animated comic so like it was like on front street from the get-go that like we are doing it this way we're not doing like a traditional anime um you know because like when when you watch the show it kind of comes to life as it very much feels like you're reading the manga. You know, yes. Even if you haven't, like, if you've read comic books, like, it's presented to you in a very, you know, you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like a splash screen of a manga panel or a comic panel mm-hmm. with, like, voice uh, acting and sound effects on top. But, like, there's no lines. It's, like, full screen. Like, oh, you're, yeah. in, oh, you're yeah. in, like, data. So it kind of has, like, that's why a lot of people probably were confused you know, because it, it definitely comes across as, you know, as an anime, but yeah. which which it is. But anyways, so they did this with the voice actor. Um, uh, they, you know, they kind of like reenacted some stuff from the episodes. And it was just like dated, like learning how to do like day to day stuff around the house. So it'd be like no different than watching like, you know, Gordon Ramsay doing like a cooking video on like yeah. how to like do like scrambled eggs. Like there's one where... Um, you know, like, he, he teaches you how to sharpen a blade, and, you know, there's, like, you know, how to, like, correctly, like, get stains out of laundry, and there's there's one episode, even Leanne and I were watching, it was, you know, we, it was one of the things that, like, we just didn't know, we're like, oh, oh, like, we're, we're gonna have to use that, like, in our regular life if we get the opportunity, but there's, there's, there's one episode dedicated to, um, like, in, in the show, Sorry. they call it the, the white stuff. And he's talking about, like, I think it's baking soda, and he's using his cleaning it, so he shows how to, like, properly clean, like, a mirror, and, like, we were just, like, in awe. It's, like, a five-minute clip of him washing a mirror, <laughs> and we were just in love with it. It's, it's really, really fun. There are so many moments, I can't think of any, where I'm just sitting around being like, God, anime is so weird sometimes. And this <sighs> sounds like that, but it's, it sounds indulgent. But it's, it's, it's live action, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, like, genuinely, tutor- like, it's a tutorial you know how to you know do things around your house like i think there's one episode you know how like in um in, in japanese culture they have those like sliding doors with like the paper yeah, yeah. like window or yeah. I, i'm blanking on the name no but i know you know. Uh, so does but, the audience but there's like how to repair them if uh, if a piece of paper gets damaged on the door how to take it apart and how to properly you know reapply the glue and and like to cut it so it's like all fit to form it was it was really really interesting and it's it's just a fun thing to add on to like you know, they don't need to do stuff like this, but it's just, like, you know, fun to take the time. And clearly there's some budget went into it because it's, like, it's set in a house, which, which is clearly, like, it's set up, like, additional lighting. And, but it's just, 
yeah, it's really, really, really fun. It's that is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really fun experience to watch the show, and it's the actual voice actor, and like the dude just knocks it out of the park. He is the coolest voice in anime, as far as like I'm concerned. So yeah, he's the dog in Sunny Boy, the Beholder yeah. in Two Year Eternity. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else he's done, but he's yeah. Nami in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's got like a whole community behind him. There's ASMR videos of his voice acting. Yeah, because uh, people like him so much. Okay. Now that we're in a good mood, let's talk about Tokyo Revengers, <laughs> because the finale aired, right? Mm. That was the finale, yeah, right? That yeah. was the finale. So, spoiler uh, spoiler alert warning for that, because um, somehow Tokyo Revengers is extremely popular, um, <laughs> despite, uh, despite this really, really weird season. So... I, you know, we're not going to do like a whole season in review thing. I think we'll just touch on this finale, you know, very yeah. quickly. Um, I think at a later date, I would like, once it's behind us and can yeah. kinda, you know, there's a lot going on right now, a lot of stuff to watch, but I would like to come back to Tokyo Avengers. For yeah, sure. with some hindsight, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe this would be another show uh, we're talking about on the My Hero Academia podcast, uh, which uh, dropped a couple days ago, um, about sometimes. You know, some shows really benefit from a binge watch, and other times shows are really great week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this would be a show that it also benefits from a binge watch. This is a binger for sure. Yeah, no so, doubt. So anyway, um, I guess in short, we I don't we didn't predict what was going to happen to a T, but we did sort of say like I don't want to flash forward to the future, have a brief reprieve. And then have everything go shitty again, which is pretty much what happened. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm a little. I gotta say, I'm a little bit torn. Yeah, there's on yeah. whether or not I'll even touch season two. What, what, what do you think? So, you know, there's there's things I liked about this episode, and there's there's a couple things like I just flat out did not like. Um, you know what? That's that's not even fair. There's actually like no moment with this episode. Where I'm like, wow, that sucked. Um, versus like the rest of the season, I think. I think if I can kind of just like bullet point the stuff that I liked, you know, the I think, you know, Takamichi being named the captain was like pretty cool, and you know, like just kind of everyone like, oh, like why are you think dropping, like why are you crying, yeah. you know, and all that, like that was pretty good. You know, the fact that Kasaki kind of pulled one over on everyone again. You know, the merging of Valhalla. Like, that was all, like, we kind of... I didn't see that coming, actually. So, that mm-hmm. was kind of the way they... You know, it didn't matter what, what uh, Takamichi did. Like, it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, the... the Kasaki's so cunning and capable. We've got a good foe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. You know, he's adaptable. Yeah. Which, like, made me think. I was like, man, maybe this guy does have a time travel ability. <laughs> Well, that's I, I was reading online after we, I watched the episode. Like I, I immediately finished it Saturday night, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I need to get the temperature of the community right now because this seems no, outrageous." I didn't, do, I didn't do that. What did, so? What, what did you find? How do people well, feel? I think people are liking it. Um, I think there's there seems to be a lot more people. They seem to think that there's more time traveling going on. Not it's not just. Uh, um, Takamichi. You know, Takamichi. So you know, I, I had like the idea that maybe. Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Chief the, you? No, the cop, his buddy, uh, not um, Nato. Yeah, uh, uh, Hina's brother. Whatever. Hina's brother. Yeah, sure. You know, maybe there's still something there where he can send other people back. Like maybe that's just a power he has. That'd be cool. Because I was be thinking about it too. I was like, did we actually really see him in a police station? I'm trying to think back because I know. 
don't he got he into the prison to meet yeah. Draken and other yeah. people, but like if he was like a high up gangster, yeah, you know maybe he, he would have access to get him in there. It'd be a cool twist if like he's part of a rival gang and he just wants to dismember uh, Toman in the past so that they're mm. not like a rival in the future or set up like someone who's easily yeah. manip- you know you know can easily be uh, manipulated like such as talking to you because it just goes to show like he's a fucking putz. Yeah, this episode just really yeah. hit home how much of a fool he is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, but you know, so I think, like, jumping, for, like, when it cuts to him going, you know, to the future, and, like, you know, he is, like, you know, a high up, the upper echelon, and the thing, I, I kind of like this for a portion, because I like, I like the Yakuza games. Yeah. I think we had talked about, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, the last one I played was Yakuza 7, and I'm actually about to fire up Judgment now. Um, mm. which is like a side-along series along with it. But it's out in the world. <clears throat> Anyways, it was very much like reminiscent of that. Like there's like all these sharply dressed Yakuza and the gangs and like they have like, you know, the culture of like the dinners and the, you know, they're all tough guys and like no one can beat them kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, like when they were kids, they flirted with that as delinquents. Now like they're full on Yakuza without actually calling it that. <clears throat> so I kind of dug all that in the hierarchy. The whole gag with all his buddies or like his are in his crew and they're all like like older and like sexy and like jacked and all that. I thought that was really really funny. <laughs> but um but yeah and then I did you know, laugh it's... about how he looked cool. I was like what is going on? <laughs> and like he shows up and like his old boss is like, "Oh, we don't have that DVD or you know, we don't have that yeah. edition you're looking for." I thought that was a good play on cuz he always comes back to that to his job, right? Yeah. Um but uh but the ending is other than, like, the final moments of the ending, like, the twist at the end of the episode, like, Leanne and I were, like, <laughs> laughing hysterically on the couch. What's the twist again? <laughs> well, like, you know, like, uh, Kisaki comes in oh, and he's yeah. like, yeah, like, I felt regret and da 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 and, like, we're all friends here and, like, you know, and it's, like, all serious and then it's almost, like, comical. Like, he turns on a dime and goes, like, ha, gotcha. Gotcha. I, I hate you guys. <laughs> you know? And, like... Just like the way like he revealed like I think his line is hey that thing about Baji yeah I hated him I got him killed he's the reason he got killed <laughs> like the way he turns on the die like we were just like laughing like idiots on the couch it was just it was so hammy and over the top for what could have been like a more I feel like maybe like a strategic they could have done a better job there yeah. <laughs> the dialogue yeah, man that was rough. Did, did yeah, but he... then there's like the torture scene, like that worked and all that. Yep. Like, but does um... he have a different color of glasses, but the same exact type? Are his frames silver now? Uh, I don't know. I was like, I remember the, I remember seeing him being like, oh shit, he means business. Like his glasses are a different color. Oh my god! <laughs> I think they're the exact same glasses, but silver instead of gold. Mm. But but yeah, so I don't know. They they. they... Kasaki, like that's the thing too. Like they've set him up as this, this over like super villain type, like retestro like character act. Funny enough, but like yeah. we don't really see him throwing the juice around until this moment, and yeah. it was just like so hammy. It's like oh, the, yeah. that's the route you're going with this. But like you know, they said some interesting things too. Like they they did a really good job setting up the second season because you know they make the line of like. Mikey's on the lamb, Draken's executed, no one knows where Mitsuya is, which I thought was interesting because he was like the only other original guy that was missing. Mm-hmm. And then they still set up all these other, you know, like 
younger lieutenants or cap captains, whatever in the in Toman. And it made me think of, oh shit, like is the next season? I wonder if it's going to be the opposite. Like if it's going to be predominantly set in the current timeline. Man, yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, but if they if they made a big change like that, like turned this story kind of on its head, mm. uh, you know, and and because like this is a twist, and I'm okay with it, but like the way this played out, I wasn't like you know feed me season two inject it directly into my veins right now i could kind of take it or leave it yeah when it comes it comes yeah yeah and i don't think i would be super stoked of season uh, another season of like 10 you know i don't know seven episodes in the past 10 minutes in the present rinse and repeat you know just like i I don't know um if they did if they shook it up and changed the dynamics or the mechanics of the show i think i would be a little bit more on board Mm. i do and you know it's funny because a lot of anime is all over the place in its target audience but i have never felt it more than a show like this to be fair i'm also a little picky sure but i've never felt more like i was too old for a show like Mm. it's weird because the ending is not uh very suitable for young audiences but like yeah they didn't i was actually shocked they didn't cut the camera yeah. away when they <laughs> fucking blew chifui's brains out i was yeah. like holy fuck but it, i don't know there's something about like kids that are not even in high school like you know what i mean like i could i just can see teens loving this yeah but i'm just it's just not in it's not up there for me is that weird no, I don't think so. I I don't necessarily have that problem. Like I think <clears throat> the it's hard to say because like a lot of the stuff that's there is it's you know when I say suitable for all ages, but like I think it can hit multiple demographics and like mm-hmm. kind of keep everyone happy. I definitely do agree. It, it does slide into like a, a skewed into a younger audience at times. Yeah, but I think. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say, man. Like, there's. I think this has just been a messy, messy like eight episodes in the ending, which I feel like is not the episodes. Like, they put so much, even like care and gentleness into like setting things up and like the mystery. You know, I think it was yeah. better when it was when it was still more of a mystery, and he was like trying to like figure his way in. Once he was in Tomon, like it was just, you know, it was just kind of like the wheels went off the off the cart. It was. It's uh, tricky. Because some of these characters are really fun, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, but it, it's—I agree with you. It feels like uh, the beginnings of something were all there, and the execution was really hard. Like Bloody mm. Halloween was so poorly handled. Like I just mm. can't believe how bad they did, how dirty they did it. You know? Yeah. It's weird, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's funny because I—I I just don't. I, I see all these details about Tokyo Revengers exploding, especially the manga. That's yeah. not. Um, rare right typically speaking when an anime does well of a pre-existing manga sales always uh usually have a have a spike but the manga isn't just having a spike it's exploding Mm. um but i don't you know like the the subreddit and and all the discussions i see about it i don't see anybody like praising for how incredibly like well crafted the show is it's usually pretty like surface level mm. haha ha, like he's so cool yeah that's what makes that's a part of what makes me think it's a little bit younger could be i will say like at the like after finishing this episode i think this would be the time 
I, I think I would read ahead on this. If this, yeah, that might be a I, good one. I would read the manga because, like, at this point, like the state of the anime and kind of just like the way they kind of played with our hearts a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, if there is a good story here, maybe I should just go because like the animation was like nothing really to cry home about. Yeah, and you know that's like a big for you and I. It's a big part. Like we kind of, you know, like we're, you know, like we're we're two grown adult men with like incredibly busy lives and like what we fit into our schedules. Like we ideally want it to be. You know, a bit more of a complete package. You know, We're here for good shit. You know, time time is money. You know, like time is you know energy. So it's like not not to sound like old about it, but if if people are clamoring about how good this story is, we're not getting it in the anime. It's being drawn out, and I don't really like. I think the the one moment this season, and funny enough, it's the last thing we see in this episode that I I genuinely felt like it insulted my intelligence. Was you know. Kasaki has the gun pointed at Takemichi. He's clearly about to pull the trigger, and it cuts to black. And there's a bang. It's clearly the fucking door being like blasted open. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, it's not a gunshot. Like, why didn't you just like cut to that and like you know reveal someone's face of like I don't know. It was just it seemed it seemed so cheap and it seemed so like not. Yeah, I mean, you, you know show, what I mean. It's yeah, just kind of like, it it's like fuck off. Like, well, it, you know, it's it's tricky. Like that wasn't an earned cheap it was a cheap moment you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's i don't know i don't want to be a dick about it um but yeah it, it just I, I don't feel like uh you know this was like a super and not to sound pretentious but like a super challenging show like we're about to talk about sunny boy for mm. god's sake you know what i mean like, yeah, yeah. like that like it feels like these two shows aren't even in the same medium because they're so different no i agree um anyway so, yeah, uh, Tokyo Revengers, uh, hey, if, we, if anyone listening is a huge Tokyo Revengers fan, I'd like to see if you're real. <laughs> so, uh, unless you're all bots, I, I don't know, but uh, if, if we're missing something big, or, or, you know, if you think the next couple seasons are going to be crazy because the manga gets crazy, let us know, because I think we're both a little bit torn, and maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe we just decide to check out the manga. And if we do, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. There's some, Like you said, there's something there. Like, I can fucking feel it. We can all feel it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, it's we just, watched it's the not, whole season, right? Like, it's not... Clearly... It's just not being presented to us. Like, it's, it's yeah. being... I would be shocked if the manga went at this exact pace. You know what I mean? Like, the way they kind of just, yeah. like, bumbled along, it's like, fuck, no. Or maybe Maybe just the medium of the manga is more forgiving, because you can have... Mm. chapters that you zip through you know what i mean and and, and maybe just is uh like uh, easier to digest in that in that form i i don't know mm-hmm. man. anyway yeah we've given it plenty of time this season and this episode so stay tuned for uh, if we check out the manga what do you got sir what's next well i'll just take a quick second to talk about uh demon slayer um oh yes because you're in the rewatch right we're on the rewatch right now. Yeah. Uh, we just finished the um, the battle or the the two the the self claimed like twelve moon demons when they throw down with uh, Yashiro and Lady Tamayo. Yeah. Um, so we just finished that. Dope. Super dope. What, what do you call that? Uh, she has tamaris, those balls she throws around. Is yes. The, yeah. And just do with the hand, the eyes in his hands, and he shoots. He has the arrows. Very, uh, very creative, um, you know, just animation and yeah. like a really fun excuse to to draw really cool stuff. Yeah, and so anyway, like I said, the, I don't want to like sit on it too long, but it's I just want to hit home. 
like what I was talking about last week, and I'll probably bring it up again next week. But it is, it's like I'm watching this show for the first time because it's on the big screen, it's on the TV. I'm seeing everything, like you know, it's. Dude, it's, I forgot you. You watched it for the first time on a phone. Yeah, I did the full season run on on my phone, like in the morning, you know, eating cereal. That's for domestic work. terrorism. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's some kind of hate crime that you could be convicted uh, for. It was just, yeah, it was just one of those things. I, you know, it's sometimes it falls uh, through the cracks, but uh, that's no, unbelievable. It was, it's, it's just a treat to kind of like see it with like. What other know, amazing shows have you watched on a four inch? screen? screen not why that would be it like anything next you're gonna be like well i've only ever seen akira on my phone but i don't really think it matters (laughs) no like i'll catch the odd episode at work on my lunch or something of something like you know but it's but it's genuinely shows where i wouldn't you know i i wouldn't put them in like the same echelon you know of this but like this is like to see it like big and blown up and you know just some of the scenes also i remember you know, maybe, you know, nostalgia is a funny thing, but, like, that actual fight, like, the Tamari demon fight. Yeah. I remember that. I, I, I genuinely felt that was, like, four episodes long. And it's, it's like, over like in one two. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, well, this is, you know, memory is a funny thing that way. Dude. Yeah. So it's, but, uh, no, Demon Slayer, we're loving it. It's, uh. How's the wifeus enjoying it? Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, um. You know, it's 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 interesting because it has such a different energy. Because you know, we just finished like High Q, and the shows couldn't have. They're very like weirdly positive. Like also, like you know, Demon Slayer is like super bloody and like violent, and yeah. you know the the viscera. That's also too seeing that on the big screen. But um, uh, like there's that scene where uh, uh, is it Kibitsuji, like the big bad there? He like mm. slides his finger into the girl's forehead in the alleyway melts and like it melts her and i was kind of like whoa but no 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 the end is digging it like i said it's it's a different energy but it's like you know it's it's height but it's not like uh it's almost like nervous height you're like oh shit like oh, yeah. you know like what's gonna happen it's like you're kind of like sitting there with bated breath you know where it's like you know you're watching something like high q it's high energy you're like you know yelling with the tv you're like oh no like you know it's it's just the it's crazy what different shows will draw out of you. Yeah. Even like when it's something that you're you're invested in, it's every show has its own kind of flavor. Everyone reacts in a different way to it. Yeah. You know, everyone reacts to an, you know exciting moments in a different way. And yeah. I think Demon Slayer is it's uh, it's really interesting in that way. It's it's so gripping. You know. Well, there's it's hard a, to look away. There's <clears> a specific, uh, as you know, and as the audience may know at this point, I have a diagnosed illness where i watch uh react videos on youtube (laughs) and one thing that is huge in the youtube community and i don't want to you know spoiler alert for liana if you're listening to this don't listen to this next part i would just say one of the biggest ones and this kind of got ruined for me because i knew that something huge was going to happen in Mm. demon slayer season one episode 19 because the community around it and YouTube community, React community around it was like, oh my god, life-changing, some of the best animation I've ever seen. And it's, like, really good. And it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes ever. But, like, it almost didn't measure up to, like, the ridiculous expectation that people put on it, right? It's sure. Like, the hype was so much. I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, is my TV gonna break in two when I play this episode? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, like the, like you said, there's, like, nervous hype. 
And that's mm-hmm. how I felt watching that arc and that episode. So I'm excited for her to check that out. For you to see mm-hmm. that on the big screen is, is really fun. Obviously, you know exactly what happened, so it's not really yeah. a spoiler for you. But like I said, like even then, like just kind of seeing it again, like in a different perspective, like like literally, like a visual perspective, yeah. it's it, it's dramatically changing the experience of the show. And I genuinely feel like I remember all the beats of the show, but to see, it, I'm more focused on the visual storytelling this time around. Yeah, you know, like you know, obviously, like I'm reading as I watch, but it's you know, I focus more on this and I focus more on that. So it's 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 a really fascinating rewatch for me because I've never really had an experience like this where. Yeah. You know, I, I watched it clearly not the correct way, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it is like people have their own preferences, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you're heading into uh, a really fun arc, man. Uh, you know, I rewatched it relatively uh, recently and mm. it, it holds up for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's it's good shit. Um, what is annoying? Uh, do you have Zenitsu yet? Oh, yeah, we got yeah. a full episode yeah. of Zenitsu. A little much, eh? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Wow. I say I don't mind it, but like it's. I forgot that first episode you meet him. He's like dialed up to like you know eleven. Yeah, and <laughs> you know it's. I do. You, yeah, do you I don't think... mind it. I honestly don't mind it that much. It is obnoxious for sure, but I don't. I don't mind it. Do you think that it would be like what if you kept his dialogue mm. and you still had a screamy voice actor, but they weren't in that key? Like that loud, high pitch. Like I think that might be the worst part. No, I think that's what's the best part of it. No, see, that's funny. I lo- I think the range is like spot on of like whiny complainy. What they were going for. Yeah. It's it, like it's it's lightning in a genuinely lightning in a bottle. I think it's funny too because it's Connie from a Attack on Titan. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow, that is yeah, range. Good yeah, it, so it's like just. Like, he takes it there. Like, really Jesus. takes it there. When he's going for it, it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, wow. That's the thing. Like, when you when you have an annoying character, like, you know, like, I'll give you one guess. Who else, like, just has that vocal range and just, like, you know, uses it all the time? What character from what show? Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot, and now I have no idea. I can't. Bakugo. Oh yes, Bakugo has that range. He goes to it. It's it's obnoxious. It's loud, but it, it's 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 fucking perfect. And Zenitsu, as annoying as he is, and as a, like people will complain across the board, his role as like the epitome of like la- maybe not laziness, but like yeah, no, I think laziness fits and just so like he's a little dishonor- shit. Is what he's a little is. shit. It's 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 perfect. So it's like you know. You can just not like that character and what he's saying, but yeah. like that is what's being presented to us, and it's spot on for what what it is. You know, I I'll defend that character, you know, today because when he's on, he's fucking on. You know, fair enough. Yeah. All right, Demon Slayer. Um, let's talk about Sunny Boy. Yeah, great episode. S- Holy shit, is this is a good episode. Sunny Boy episode ten. There's your mm. spoiler warning. We're jumping into it. Um, all the characters die in the first minute. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Feels like it. Um. But yeah, so this one felt like, and I, I, I told you off air, like, Sunny Boy is a particularly tricky show, um, obviously, but also just like your proximity to how recently you've watched it uh, between when we talk about it, and like, it makes it tricky because one, I have a bad memory, and two, like, it's not a straightforward show, like, mm. it's hard. 
Yeah, it's very time fluid. Um, but this one did feel like more of a linear show or a linear episode, I should say, yeah. with like mm-hmm. a much more a relatively straightforward narrative. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. It was the in the at least the past like three episodes. It's the most follow along. It was like not hold your hand, but like the beats were very much presented to you. Um, but I will say towards the end, it got like fucking like jumpy around, like kind of like what is going on here, which I think is intentional. This is but. Uh, yet another show that absolutely um, would benefit from a binge watch, and I I. Th- I'm thinking like now that To Your Eternity and um, Tokyo Revengers have wrapped, I'm thinking that I I will maybe binge it like while it's in progress. So keep in mind, we have three episodes left. Only three? Yeah. I believe it's 13 episodes. What? Yeah. Oh, so, I'm heartbroken. I know. That's the thing. I, I don't know I where... I want this we're... to go on forever. I... I'm hooked on this show. Like, this is the visual storytelling, the actual storytelling, the musical cute. Like, oh my the God. show is the package. And this episode hit all, like, all the marks. All the feels, as, as some people Man, even say. if this is only one episode, like, one season, I'd, I really could have this thing go 20 or, or whatever. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like We, we don't know a bit. We don't know. And like I said, I'm pretty sure it's 13. I remember reading that, so God, I could be wrong, wrong but... Damn, I, I mean, you too. know, too much of a good thing. Whatever. Uh, sure. What, whatever they want to do, you know, like, they have steered us right. Yeah. Up to this point. So I, I will look in to see how many episodes it is. And if it is only 13, then yeah, I think I'll probably just wait. But um, I really liked this episode. I really liked that they decided to approach it from a different perspective, literally, mm-hmm. uh, with this mind-reading girl. It also was, like, a fun way to explore these characters in a way that we haven't before mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know if i have a, a ton more to say other than i'm really excited to see where they pick up off because there's a little twist there at the end of the episode so do we want to talk about the twist sure. something that i that i noticed yeah so she got turned into a, a leftover power item right yes what was it again a uh, compass a compass yeah which i thought was fitting because that's what she said her power was Yes. So I was like, okay, <laughs> what are you doing to my heart? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, also, I thought the whole... You mean, you're referring to uh, Nozomi, right? N- Nozomi, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, like the back and forth between her... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm already... Is it Subasa, the broken yep. arm girl? Yep. Um, she... This is... The show has done an incredible job, you know. I feel like we've been saying that a lot this season... Or, like, you know, this conversational season we've had over, over many shows. They're, you know, Sunny Boy is really good at... They kind of put that character in the background, and when the time is ready... I didn't even... I said that last week. I didn't remember this girl. But then I remember a f- early in the season when Raj was talking about how, you know, like, this girl's always going to have an arm broken. And it kind of yeah. just... After I had said it, after we had finished recording, I was like, oh, no, there was a moment where they pointed her out. But um, just her sad story was just... Like, the way, <clears throat> following her along the episode, and, like, as people would say something, just, like, this Azekai's guy, what a fucking piece of work this guy is. Like, just the way, like, he uses everyone, and he's being used, like, it's just, like, an endless cycle of just mind, I, my fucking mind games. It's funny, though, I, I I gotta say, like, so, you're you're right, or I think it's Tsubasa, um, but 
she does have a sad story. Yeah. Um, and uh, Asakaze, or however you say his name, he is a piece of work, but I gotta say, like, the whole way through, I was like, this all feels superhuman to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like, I've met these people, and I've had these experiences, and I've been these, both of them. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was like... Oh, yeah. It's a like what you said on the post show a couple of weeks ago was for such a ridiculous uh, concept and an out there thing where literally infinite realities exist in this show. Mm-hmm. For the character to be so grounded is is oh, yeah. so impressive. I, I related to every moment that every character felt and the oh, yeah. whole episode. It, like it was all even Asakaze like being such a uh, such a dipshit. You know, I was like I at least understand why he's being the way he's being. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like I, I was with him every beat. Same with her. Um, I love the pairing of uh, Tsubasa and Nozomi together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need though, more. She yeah. hasn't been around too much. She's been kind of like jumping around a little bit. Like we haven't had too much Nozomi time. So Dude. this was kind of nice. To, like in her, you know, hypothetical final moments. Yeah, you know, one thing I noticed was, and I don't know. Like I think this show really is going to benefit from like a bit of a magnifying glass in the future. Because um, I'm sure there's, we're catching a lot of things, but we're missing a lot more. Oh, for sure. Um, but man, they use a, like, I feels like almost every time she's on screen or has a scene, or I don't know how often, but they do it often. With Nozomi, they'll just do an ultra full screen close up of just her eyes mm. all the time. And I don't know right. if it means something. I don't know if it signifies something, but they do that when she's blinking. She do They do it when she's looking at characters. It's like she's looking through you. It, it's mm-hmm. like a. It's feels like a very specific choice because they don't do it with anybody else. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just noticed that this episode. I was like, wait a minute. They do this in the trailer for the show. They do this all the way through the pilot, and then they mm-hmm. do it in this episode. I was like, what the fuck's going on with that? And then she like falls off this cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I. I don't know. The um, also too, like, you know when because like a gun just appears like there's two things so that's the thing like they kind of hint that that might be the holdover item yeah for defeating war which i thought was cool too like just you know just being forever like in war like just always flowing like everything's moving around which i thought was kind of like a cool effect but it cuts to a point where um as um we should really figure out how you say his name Um, (laughs) but like he fires that gun and i fucking jumped like, yeah. like from you know, like it, it spooked me. Like, cause you know, we've said this before. Like, the show will just be dead silent, and it's just using you know faint, faint background, not even music, just like you know, I, you call it earth tones or like surrounding tones or whatever. And then just this gunshot, just like yeah. absolutely crashes across yeah. the screen, and just like you're like fuck, like what? It's uh, I don't know. It, really, really good episode. The shot with him and the whales too. I thought that was like very. Uh, that was so cool. Yeah, just just beautiful stuff like that, and and kind of like back to what we were saying before, um, you know, about them being grounded characters. I was thinking about it last night. All this stuff is going on, like they're in all these like you know infinite worlds and blah blah blah, and all this and that. But it genuinely feels like they're still just back at home. Like it, it feels like they're living their regular lives still. Like there's no, like they're not un- yeah. they're not faced by anything. So, like, it's, that's kind of just, like, another layer of, like, what is actually going on. Because, like, they're just the normalcy of everything. Like, it cuts to, you know, Subasa at the, like, the term, or the subway terminal, or the, yep. the terminal, whatever it was. 
um, transplants or automobiles, who knows, but like just, you know, her, like everyone's like going about their business and on their way. It just, everything just seems normal. And like, they're still living their lives and acting and thinking like teenagers. It's just, it's so, it's yeah. such a mind trip, man. Like I really, really, really like what they're doing with this it, show. One of the girls, I can't remember who, if it was Nozomi, I think I'm a, I I don't know who it was. One of them says we're static people. Mm. Like we stay the way we were. And I wonder if that's like, because they're like, they're literally in stasis or, or they're like what? a snapshot of the people they were or yeah. the pe- of who maybe, they come from. Exactly. Maybe that doesn't allow them to panic, but you, but either way, you're, you're totally right. I noticed it in this episode too. They're literally, you know, like traveling from reality or world to world. And, 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 and they, they could be in any of them forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they have evidence that people have been there forever. You know, the dog, like mm-hmm. and but no one's panicking. Yeah. Like there's there's conflict for sure, but no one like there's no mob mentality. I mean there is a little bit, but you know what I mean. It's you're you're right. You're totally right, and you're uh, with with saying that they like the normalcy is almost eerie. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I don't know. It's I'm. This is like I I I yearn for the next episode because it's like it's it's you know it's like it's clearly a mystery. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel like you know we're trying to find a mystery. Like it's not like a who done it. Like even though it is, you know, it's just it's like I want that next puzzle piece, but I don't. I don't fucking know what puzzle I'm putting together. You know, it's just like I, w- I want that next one. So I like yeah. hopefully I can put the the bigger picture together. It's just man, this show, this fucking show, man. Like it's God, Sunny Boy. If you're not watching it, I think people are genuinely missing out on this. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like some people would look at it flat out, be like, "This is pretentious." I think you're wrong, <laughs> but like it's it's uh, it's good shit. Sorry, my cat's really excited about Sunny Boy. Um, <laughs> Episode 11, where's it at? Oh my god. <laughs> but no, I totally agree. Um, I, I I don't know if this show is going to end with a conclusion, like they all get back. I'm starting to feel more and more like this is just sort of a show that's about the journey and is going to be open to interpretation. Big time. And uh, in a million ways. And I think I just, you know, the audience probably has to make their peace with that. Because mm-hmm. it feels like... I don't know, you know, if this really is over in three episodes, you know, what kind of conclusion we're going to get. I'm very curious. I also have no idea what to make of Mrs. Akai. Yeah. Akai. And the god. The the character they're flat out just calling, they're just calling him god. Um, That's, yeah, there's, there's some avenues left to be, you know, and then there's some roads they still need to go over, which I'm ready for. Yeah. All right. What do you, uh, what else do you got? So I checked out um, a new show. I'm only two episodes in. We, I, <clears throat> it's, I pretty much had like one episode per week. Just it wasn't planned that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked out the new show on Funimation from from this year, uh, Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. It's it's a mouthful. I'm just gonna call it Vivi from going forward. Um, <clears throat> so this is done. It's 14 episodes. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a sequel season or anything like that. I didn't see any of that in the news. I have heard it's as like I, I it's up there apparently. Like with it's you know, this is just another fucking show this year. I like we've I've said it before. Like the amount of stuff that's come out in this year alone is shocking because I feel like you and I have always been like we've kind of stuck to the classics. Yeah, you know, totally. we kind of watched those over the years. Like, we weren't, like, you know, up and up on, you know, 
yearly anime you know rotation and all that and this is definitely the year you and i kind of do- like dove in you know uh you know face first and this is just, i don't know if we're just lucky or if it's just always like this yeah. you know and there's just Maybe. so much that you can't talk about it at all but this is just another showman so it's it's by wit studio um so it's like vinland saga um you know first three seasons of attack on titan uh and you can tell because holy shit dave in i was not worried but i had watched the first episode and there was clearly like a significant budget thrown at this thing and i was like i wonder if this is just like a pilot thing Mm -hmm. where you know they hook you because you know because you see that every now and then you know whether it's like live action or or anime or or what have you and then I, i watched the second episode last night and i was like oh okay i see not a penny less was used <laughs> you know it's like and um it, it's it's hard to explain you know the kind of like the story where we're at right now is in the future the ais take over they go you know they go you know uh crazy or whatever or they you know become awakened and they start killing everyone and this doctor sends there's some time travel stuff going in which i don't know if i buy but it's you know it's got it's like whatever this doctor sends back, or scientist sends an AI into the past to find who, who ends up being Vivi, who is a compatible AI system for whatever reason. Her role is uh, like a singer um, in this almost like a, it's almost like Disneyland. Like her job is like to be this one little small stage and she sings like on a, like a, a schedule kind of thing. Oh, okay. She's like a mechanical like AI. In a, in she's a, like a ride. Like, she's like a ride in the park oh, kind of okay. thing. And because so that's like the so that was the interesting rules they set up for this world is they've tried and tried and tried that anytime they tried to put more than one uh, directive in an AI unit, they would go crazy. So every AI in this world and it's an AI dependent, like essentially Android heavy society, like they use it for everything. Interesting. Uh, they only have one role. Because if they put the more, it becomes a big deal, and it it's fucks almost with like, their software. Uh, sounds like Westworld season one. Like, like all the hosts are on a loop. Like mm. they only have like they have a very specific role. They can't stray too far from it. Mm. I mean, they don't go similar, crazy. But, yeah, yeah, similar to that. But I think like they're more a little more cognizant. Like the AI in this, like I think they're aware they're in a world with people. You know, they're not kind of like stuck in their story or anything like that. Sure. Okay. Um, so, anyways, this AI comes back, takes the form of like a robotic teddy bear and he's kind of like her guide and so his goal is to over the next 100 years their goal is to specifically attack certain points in history to skew it so the the ai don't get to the point where they take over in 100 years okay so they've set up is it another ai in the teddy bear yeah so he was that was the one that was sent back to find vivi essentially like turn her on for whatever reason she's the only one that can be used and all that and anyway so like there's kind of um the episode kind of set up the world there's a lot of world building very little action and then this last episode was okay we're in it we're in our first like you know almost like monster of the week thing this is like our first time point that we have to attack or have to defend depending uh, on 20 minute episodes yep yeah or actually like full 25 minutes like it's very like the the uh, the outro kind of plays as the episode's kind of doing its thing, you know. It's Wit Studio, stunning visuals. The animation is so fluid. The fight scenes are like just, you know, like Chef's kiss. Like good God, like <laughs> I watched this and I was like, this is like Vinland Saga all over. It must be, 
it must be a similar team because I find like a lot of the animation style is very similar. Or a lot of people that worked on Finland Saga probably worked on this. That's pretty cool. And I don't know. It's like I said, I'm only two episodes in. It's just a really cool sci-fi story. It gave me Ghost in the Shell vibes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's that's a big bonus. Like I said, the anim- like for just absolute animation heads, like this is, it's it is it truly stunning to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth it. And it's only 14 episodes. So it's like, oh. you know, it's not like you're dedicated to like a full 24 run. Like I said, I don't know if there's a second season. I don't know. Because it's, it's, that's the other thing too. It's an original anime. It's not based on anything. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so also, different. apparently Odd Taxi this season, this year is also yep. an original. No manga. Really? Um, really? You know, uh, you know, obviously Sunny Boy. So it's like, you know, been a pretty big year for, for original stuff, you know? So yeah. it's... But uh, yeah, Vivi. Like I said, the name—it's Vivi Florite's Eye Song. Yeah, kind of, kind of a mouthful. Totally. But um, it, it reminded me too. You were talking about all the shots of Nozomi's eyes. They really like, you know, they they kick into like eye shots of Vivi, and you know, but it's yeah, it's really interesting. Not really, really interesting stuff. Who has the best eyes in anime? It's gonna be uh, Nozomi, Vivi, or obviously Gojo Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Vivi Florida's Eye Song. Okay. I am hesitant to bring this new one up, or this next topic up. Oh. Because I said to, uh, I said, uh, to my dear wife, I don't want to spread negativity on this podcast. Okay. Okay. And I'm just so gosh darn riled up about this one, Grant. (laughs) But, like, it's really not going to matter if you answer no to this next question. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Have you ever seen and or do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, um, for the listener, uh, that's not an anime. <laughs> I would love a Brooklyn Nine-Nine anime. That would be <laughs> See, that'd be good. top tier. So, I'm not going to spend too uh, long on this because I don't want to get too dicey or too into it. But what I will say is season eight just hit Netflix. Have you seen season eight? It's already on Netflix? It just hit, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. It just wanna... finished airing last week. Yeah. Eh, what do you want? I think maybe they have a deal or something. Jeez. Did you watch season eight, like, live? No. No, no, no. We, we had planned to. That was one of our shows. That was one of the few shows, like, um, like obviously, like, you know, there's some HBO stuff and mm-hmm. FX stuff we would watch week to week. But when it comes to, like, OG cable yeah you know shows like or network shows like there wasn't really anything we were watching but brooklyn 99 we would watch that week to week yeah i think so, the good place the good place and brooklyn oh, 99 were the last two shows we watched on cable yeah the good place is really uh people love that shit yeah really good um so i'm not gonna harp on it too much mm-hmm. i love brooklyn 99 like oh, you know awesome. at the same time i'm not like i i don't know if i could tell you a plot season to season like i'm not a crazy obsessed week-to-week viewer i just think it's like a good lunchtime show or whatever you know Absolutely. usually while i'm working it's like one of the few like you said cable shows that's out there that's like genuinely funny mm-hmm. um fucking andy sandberg like just the cast andre bauer joel um, trulio is an joel absolute Trulio's assassin oh on that Un- show unbelievable <laughs> uh just just very very strong uh comedic writing and comedic chemistry uh look no further for like how to do it right on tv mm-hmm. so all that said, 
And I don't want to like set you up because you're going to watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel bad. But <laughs> I do just want to talk about the pilot of season eight, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just watching it at the end of like a long weekend. Or we were watching it. And man, it's so weird. It's like they, it felt like they decided that they had to acknowledge 2020 because they filmed it like an, in uh, in COVID. Oh, is this all about the propaganda stuff? Yeah. 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 So, like, I, I don't know what uh, the action or the reaction elsewhere has been, but it felt, and I just want to call it what it is, like, it felt really disingenuous, and it felt like the producers and or writers or the network or someone without creative control looked at 2020 and mm. whatnot and just printed out a list of keywords of sensitive topics that they should hit. And then they did that in 22 minutes, like, about as clumsily as you can. It was a really, really big letdown. Uh, Episode 2 was better. Um, It was like, and that's what makes it kind of worse, because, like, it feels they they were like, all right, well, we should be serious now. We've never been serious before. Sure. But now let's tackle, uh, let's solve racism in 22 minutes. Or, uh, you know, like, they just kind of went that way. And it was, like, really weird. Like, it really did not hit. It felt disingenuous because, like, that's just not what this show is. Sure. Um, and it felt, and I don't want to get, like, too political or anything, but it just felt like it was coming from the wrong place. And I get it, you know, like, the obvious, um, like, response to that is, like, well, what do you want them to do? Just pretend everything is not okay? It's like, no, of course not. Like, you know, if there's something topical. Wait, so do you mean, like, do you think their heart was in the right place? Just, like, the the execution was just not correct? Or do you think it just it actually came off as weird? It, like, it didn't come from a good place? It, um... My interpretation, and, you know, who, who knows? Like, I'd, I'd be curious to hear what other people think and what you think. To me, it felt corporate. It felt like, uh, oh, okay. here's ten things you have to talk about or you have to work into the episode. Sure. And get through them. And then you can get back to doing your show. And hmm. and then in episode two, they get back to the show. Um, yeah. So that's why it was like, it just felt like the, the intentions were like wrong. And they were like just sort of doing it for some kind, like for points, you know. So it felt weird to me. I don't know. I, I was I, It was just super weird, man. Like it's an unrecognizable episode of the entire hmm. series. I was really? like, I was, well, you know. And I'm not personally affronted. And I'm sure that there are probably a lot of people that are like, I'm, go- I'm glad that they're talking about this stuff. And you sure. Know, absolutely like a lot of the stuff a lot of the subject matter that they bring up um deserves airtime and deserves to be like looked at under a creative lens and 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 all of that um but i think there's lots of really good content that's come out over the last year or two that kind of has its heart in the right place and i think that it's insulting to the audience when Mm. you like do this fake version (laughs) oh yeah yeah and that's what this felt like i don't know (laughs) i'm curious like you know, well, I'm definitely gonna watch it. It was, yeah. I just, it's weird, man. It's actually convenient. It's on Netflix like that right away. I was trying to figure out a way how we're gonna watch it. But, yeah, uh, now you should, um, because I think I'm into episode. Well, I only did episode two, but it was like a regular episode of the show. Mm. Um, I think anyway. So very weird. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts or anyone else that's uh, listening and what the rest of season eight is like. I think I'll probably continue, um, but it was just like the weirdest thing. I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. So, yeah. that's weird I will, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to talk about it when I when I get around to it yes okay positive note movie of the week 
Oh. The Mask. <laughs> the Mask. <laughs> Jim Carrey's The Mask. Stanley Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley Ipkiss. Um, this is like Jim Carrey on his like rise to power. Mm. He's not liar liar yet. Um, I think it's a '95 movie. Mm. It's uh, this movie is ridiculous. I love and it. it. Like, there's little things about it that I can't believe no one talks about or that I didn't notice as a kid because obviously, why would I? Yeah. But there's little things like. They have a Jack Russell Terrier in this uh, sh- in this movie. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Milo. Milo. Yeah. And he's in like fifty percent of the shots of the film. Oh yeah, he's like, a main character. Like, the he <laughs> should billing. be top bill. Yeah. Like they don't use animals this much anymore. I don't know if like you know like working conditions and animal rights groups and all that like have changed things. A lot has changed. Yeah. Because I know that um, you know when Game of Thrones was big, you would hear a lot about. Like, the wolves, you know, were, like, real dogs that they would size up and post, but, like, they they can't work much, you know, because of all these uh, reasons and and code and all that. This Jack Russell's in half the fucking movie. It's unbelievable. (laughs) I'm like, there he is again, and he's doing such a great job. What a good boy. (laughs) Um, So, one, there's that. Two, it... I I don't know if there's another 90s movie out there that is, like, a blockbuster and considered successful that has this much CG in it. Like, it's almost... It's not. But it's almost Space Jam. Like, they use effects like crazy. And it, like, works. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It's not like... Uh, like, you know when, like, too much of a good thing, like, sometimes? Like, uh, when they, like, ham-fisted, like, CGI into the original Star Wars uh, originals. Mm. And it just... Everything looks out of place and wrong. Sure. It's not like that. It's, like, it's so clearly fake and cartoon but it's so clearly like meant to be that yeah that it works it was like um i remember growing up the mask was a you know big rotation in our house and pretty much anything jim carrey and mike myers actually just yeah you know that's just what we're that's what we're raised on of like our household uh, of our time but i always found like another movie which is years before it was who framed roger rabbit I used to watch that all the time. And it was very similar. Again, different angle because it was a lot of like hand-drawn stuff in 2D. But it just, it it worked. You know, like it, it just the way the camera was on these specific shots and these characters. It just, you know, the setting made everything look believable. And, if you, well, you just watch the mask. But if you go back and you watch the mask, it's, it's a lot of that too. It's the same philosophies of like camera angles and shots and like the rest of the picture kind of helps fill it in and make it more sense. It makes more sense. You know what I mean? It's mm. uh, it's a fascinating movie. Don't don't watch the sequel. Oh, okay. Don't, like don't. It's don't even. It's, it's it's yeah. It's it's something else. But no, that's that's fun, man. Did did you watch that with uh, with Sam? Yep. Yeah. She like it. Yeah, hundred percent. She'd never yeah. seen it. Um, no. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, this is the this is this is gonna be one worth watching. I, I don't oh. know why. I, I, I'm on your side, um, or not on your side, but I'm on. I have a similar experience to you, or like just the house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was probably the comic of the '90s. Is that yeah. fair to say? Absolutely. Um, so if he was, you know, and he was doing blockbusters in a way that comedian leading actor hadn't done before. Um, like. He was making like Bruce Willis Die Hard money to star <laughs> yeah. in Liar Liar. That was that didn't happen. No. Um, so then this is like on his way up, and I remember thinking like, man, like for the first twenty minutes of the movie, I'm like, man, Jim Carrey is like very much like acting here. Like 
he's not being crazy Jim Carrey. Like, sure. liar, liar, he's constantly... You know what I mean? Like, uh, another Jim Carrey movie I had her watch was Me, Myself, and Irene. Which Never is, saw that one. So, it's it's similar in that it's just a movie mm-hmm. where they say, Hey, Jim Carrey, be insane. Be, mm. like, and we'll write around it. Um, I mean, that's not that's not really what happened, but, like, it's just a vehicle for him to go crazy. Sure. Um, and in the beginning of The Mask, I was like, oh, he's, like, acting and, like, doing, like, serious drama, like, my woe is me type shit. Mm. And then I realized, like, it's like, oh, because he's, save- he's, like, like <laughs> bundling it up. He's saving mm-hmm. the energy, energy. <laughs> for what yeah. his character puts on The Mask. And it, it really works. Like, even the effects and the makeup and, uh, like, they do weird sound effects for when his character moves his teeth together like really weird 90s campy shit um that totally worked for me i i had a blast sam really really liked it have you um still kind of on topic but did you ever get around to watching his showtime uh show uh kidding no um it's on my list and that's that is a yeah phenomenal one of one of the best tv experiences i've ever had I think watching that week to week. Yeah, I think um, you know I generally speaking really really like dark TV, Mm -hmm. Um, but and and you know your recommendation I take pretty highly, especially with something like this. And then I watched the trailer and I could totally see what you're talking about. I just think at the time I had wrapped like Mr. Robot or like True Detective or something. Oh fuck, that'd be that'd be a hard companion piece. And I was like. (laughs) And I watched the trailer and I was like, fuck man, like I'm not ready to be hurt again. yeah um but it, it's i've got it like saved and it's and, and it's in my queue um and like i'm such a big fan of his um comedically and for like what he's done and uh obviously like two of the big classics are uh um truman show and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and it looks I've like always wanted real... to see i've always wanted to see uh eternal sunshine oh you haven't seen it no oh, i've I, I i really like the truman show i remember growing up that was like one of the movies I remember it was just on one day and I put it on. My parents were like, you can't watch that. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? It's like Jim Carrey. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, it's, I think it's, it's like... It's not you can't. the Jim Carrey you know. Yeah, and I was in, like, I just wasn't allowed to watch it. And then years later, you know, I was like, fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> like, I'm watching <laughs> the Truman Show. And I was blown away. I was just like, what a... You know, it was special because, like, at the time, you know, like, the 90s was when... You know, it's obviously pre-Marvel and all that, but, like, Hollywood was kicking in that new wave of, like, you know, mid to late 90s into the 2000s, like, the super blockbusters. Yeah. And the Truman Show is just kind of like a snapshot of, like, the movies they were making in the mid, you know, mid to early 90s. Totally. Of, you know, like, let's just take a unique concept, let's get some stars in it, let them play the role, and, like, it's... Oh, tremendous. Jim fucking Jim Carrey, man. Like Man, you, you you've gotta see Eternal Sunshine. We should do it as a review like one yeah? week. We should both watch I've, it. It's that's uh, just one of those movies I've always like ever, ever, ever since I first heard about it. It's just I've never had the opportunity yeah. to like pre streaming and all this and that and now it's yeah, it might, it might be on Netflix. It, it might be oh, on yeah? Netflix. You should check it out. Yeah, it you know, preview you know, R E the uh like the thing I was saying about Demon Slayer, like, you know, it's it's really been built up. Um, people refer to it as like oh one of the best blanks ever whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but, uh, you know you're far enough removed from it I think and you know like movies are just different now from when they were back then sure. so it's hard to you know I've talked about this before we have it's hard to contextualize 
sometimes, like what the time was and what the climate was. Mm-hmm. But you've seen Jim Carrey movies and you know what he's about. And you know what he's capable of. Um, but this was the first time he did that. Mm. And this movie just takes such a big fucking swing at story. It's just so different and it's so original, especially for the time. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think it's up your alley. I've definitely been well, wrong before, but I, I think you would like the it. The same guy is... The director is the guy that did Kidding. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's it's cool. like, I think they had worked together and like, that's how Kidding kind of came about. They wanted to work together again. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm... Good date sh- night movie, like, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Maybe I might do that. I'll check that out. Let me know if you do um, loosely and we'll, we'll see if we can sync up a podcast uh, review or something. Yeah. For a post show. That'd be fun. I think we got time for one or two more things. What you got, son? I got one more thing. So... Um, a new PlayStation 5 game came out this week um, oh. called Deathloop. Um, I was going to talk about Deathloop, but in kind of funny circumstance, um, a documentary came out this week that kind of has some you know similar correlation to it. I want to talk about that instead. So when I next week when I have more time with Deathloop, I'd like to talk about it because I really do like it. Tight. And I'll kind of talk. I'll talk about it a little bit now. So there's a YouTube channel uh, called No Clip. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but anyways, the guy's Daniel Dwyer. He used to work at GameSpot and he left GameSpot years ago and he started this video game documentarian show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, like this super, like it's a Patreon thing, you know, like pretty much like everything else is nowadays. Um, but he does documentaries on, he does interviews and like in-depth, like, you know, processes of how certain games are made, you know. And the channel is called No Clip. The cha- yeah, so the channel is called No Clip, uh, okay. all lowercase. Um, he, I guess, when it comes to recommendations, he, you know, that game Hades that came out. Yeah, I have it on my list. <laughs> so he he did a really cool thing because that game was in early access, and he did a um, essentially a doc like a, a video series with them, like essentially the making of Hades. He'd like check back in after a few months. He'd do the interviews again, see where they're at. The climate it's like a five episode run i think you can watch the full thing it's like an hour and 40 minutes fucking tremendous like really 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 good stuff um and you can kind of you know follow like them along making it this game which ended up being a huge deal and if people you haven't played hades you probably should i played it for the first time this week <laughs> oh did you really yeah i have it on my oh. list to talk about oh, okay <laughs> right so um but anyway so death loop is made by a company called arcane Arcane Studios, uh-huh. and in 2017, they put out a game called Prey, uh, which is, as of now, is it's in my top five like best games I've ever played. I was just oh. completely en- enamored by the world and is the it storytelling. Prey as in Faith, or Prey as in Predator? Uh, Prey as in Predator. Okay. So, so anyway, so there's no clip. Just put out a full hour long documentary on just kind of like behind the scenes of, you know, what went into building Prey, because it was such a, like, you know, um, technological heavyweight. Like, just, like, the whole game takes place on one giant space station. It's just, like, an open world, you know, it's kind of like a Metroidvania where you have access to some areas, you get some new stuff, you can backtrack. It's a very livable space. And, you know, I watched that this week. And, you know, I've watched all this stuff before, but this is just kind of, like, perfect, because I love this game so much. I love the studio so much. And, you know, it's it's just, even if you're not, because it's a big, the game is a big ask for people because it is so big and so massive, but it's, it's like 
awesome modern sci-fi like it's if it was a movie like you couldn't even appreciate it as like a like a movie store like as a, this is like where the medium of games can just work better sometimes for mm-hmm. certain stories and so anyways it's you know the um, they just you know they get into like the you know just the mechanics of how they make like and like there's a whole segment in the documentary about how this one elevator took them like eight months to like, work out the kinks on it because Crazy. They wanted it to be like realistic, like you're like on a physical elevator that goes from one level to another. And they were talking about how there's one section of the game where you're ambushed in the elevator, and they were trying. I think actually that was the part that took them eight months to figure out. Like we just decided, we essentially like teleport you, like we like cut the screen to black and we teleport you to a different elevator. It looks identical, and then you're able to use your guns in that point. And like they talk about the physics, it's it's just super super fun. Like you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge video game nerd. Although, I love like the the, the minutiae that's exactly in the development of a video game yeah yeah and just you know and like the stories and the characters and just like the beats and they get into like you know because I, I love like the fascination of you know like it's funny like you know you and my brother the way you guys talk about ufc and like you know the way someone talks about a sports like i keep an eye on the news i follow this stuff i see like oh that's interesting you know that's going to lead to that like i felt like i read about the money and the you know the acquisitions and it's just like it's a hobby for me totally and this documentary kind of hits like little stuff like that and the making of it but like this the studio i've never played a game that i like they've they've also made a series called dishonored which is it's all in the same wheelhouse and Deathloop that just came out is in a I've, similar. I've played a bit of Dishonored. It's really cool. Oh yeah, so well, you at least have something to work with, like visually, like the dress setting. Like I've never seen played a game where everything seems so naturally lived in. You know, it's 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 all so, believable. The time periods and it's it's just so cohesive. It, it's true. They're truly masters at like making a world feel realistic. Remember the mechanics of Dishonored blew me away. Like how oh, yeah. fluid it was because like they're doing some pretty cool like teleporty type shit and i remember i was like damn this is pretty pretty slick yeah i i like this i like the Sonic games i like the lore but there was just something about prey that clicked with me like it just it absolutely i i was playing prey for like i don't know like a day and i was like i need a better tv i need to mm. see i need to see this bigger <laughs> and like i went out and i bought this new tv and uh you know it was just i was just obsessed with it like it's you know, great story, great game. So anyway, so anyone listening who, you know, maybe you're not into games and, you know, if you're just looking to kill like an hour watching, like it's kind of an interesting thing just to see like how, like I guess, you know, the, the bread or the bread is made. What would uh listener look up? No clip death loop? Uh, no. Or, uh, so no clip prey, no, no clip, uh, prey documentary, I guess. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it, it was perfectly, you know, I think even in, like, the opening minutes of uh, of the documentary, like, Danny, like, the host, like, Danny, he makes a point of, like, you know, if you played play, Prey, like, this is for you. And if you haven't, like, just be in awe of, like, all, like, the work that goes into this and mm-hmm. just, you know, it's it's just, it was really, really good, really interesting. I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I love this shit. And, uh they, they knocked it the part. Also, too, if you guys like Hades, the Hades one is also super, super incredible. And that's kind of different because that's kind of seeing it as everything's being made. And they're following it along the way. And the last part of the documentary came out the day it, it fully dropped or fully released. Yeah. 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 So, like, they've that was really cool. Like, they 
there's one episode of the documentary where like they go to um, like the game awards. I think one year where the game is announced. So there's like the reveal trailer and, and all this stuff. Or, or I think when the, the release date was being announced, kind of thing. Or the pre-order for Switch. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. really really cool documentaries on this channel. And uh, yeah, check it out. Well, there you go. I think with that in mind, I will uh, segue and we can end on uh, Hades and my thoughts Ooh. so far. What do you think? Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, uh, later. <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh, I've I've got maybe an hour or two into it. Um, sure. You know, and like it's been recommended to me by uh, numerous people at this point. So it's again like at that thing where like I'm expecting it to be pretty crazy. So it has delivered. It's it's mm. weird for a game so straightforward and simple in a way. Mm-hmm. To have received such insane critical praise, mm-hmm. um, because it it was in, you know I'm not plugged in to uh, to the gaming world and and I'd heard about it from a ton of people and I'm aware that they won a ton of awards. So um, I think it is incredibly. It's hard for a game to be this easy to pick up and enjoy, and also to have such a low rent, but. St- simultaneously highly engaging story the story doesn't get in the way of the play um you can enjoy it relatively quickly everything's kind of bite size this might be one of the better games i've played recently simply because of how easy it is to engage and disengage Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just jump in and out of it um i don't i think is it called a roguelike yeah yeah yeah, ish it's I think it fits into that genre, but it's. I think it's a little more forgiving than some of those games. Yeah, but I haven't played a lot of these, um, or I have a lot of games for that matter, so I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. I really like the animation style. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a really, really beautiful game, so yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes over the next little while, but so far, I think I understand the hype. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah, like we, it's fun, like my nine-year-old daughter, like Corinne was upset, like she was... I think, you know, when I saw you last, we were talking about this, but, like, you know, when I got Hades, was, you know, she was there when I started playing it, and she was, like, super invested with me. She'd be, like, playing over my shoulder. She'd be, oh, no, you should get this boot, you should get that one, and da-da-da. <laughs> it was always Aphrodite. And she was like, oh, Aphrodite's so pretty. Like, you should go with her. And, like, I learned, like, all my best builds were by picking Aphrodite as, like, That's my boot. Funny. And, uh, but no, and so then, she, you know, when she got her Switch, she was like, well, I want Hades. And I'm like... <laughs> Gotcha. Kind of got you covered there. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's mythology fun. is really fun. There's something about yeah. the kids too that it's highly engaging and like yeah. you could be grown up and very removed from it and it all comes back. Um, yeah, it's like that's what I was saying about the story. Like it's so easy to just like pick up and be like, oh yeah, okay, this is pretty cool. And you know what? Like you know, from like mechanics are key, right? Like at the end of the day, if the game does isn't tight and plays well, you know, it's. It, what, what do you have like if you're if it's just a story then it's it's something else but like yeah. it plays so well it's so tough are you playing on the switch or are you playing on the xbox xbox yeah and it's it on, runs uh, well game pass right now oh yeah yes yeah, yeah, yes it, runs, it is it runs very, uh, very smooth nice. so it's uh it's a good game it's it's like more challenging than i thought it would be too so it, I, it's funny like it, you're just sort of destined to eventually die i haven't played a lot of games like that but i guess that's mm-hmm. probably more telling than anything it took me a while you know it was it was like you know you die and you die and you die and then you get to a point you're like oh okay well let's try this or let's try that and you you learn about timings and 
you know, like, or, you know, visual cues and audio cues. And it's, yeah, it's... The game uh, is training you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I really like it. Hades. Check right it on. out if you haven't. I'm probably the last to that bandwagon, so I don't think anybody out there is like, oh, I've never heard of Hades. Um, but I think that's probably uh, probably where we can wrap it up this week. I think so. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're not aware, we have been covering My Hero Academia for the past 24 weeks. <laughs> so next week uh, is the finale of season five so we'll cover that the episode will drop on Wednesday as per usual and then the post show uh, the following Friday also as per usual so stay tuned uh, check out those episodes um, and you know stay tuned for what we cover next but uh, this has been really fun and uh, thank you guys so much for listening support the podcast in whatever way you like you know like follow like follow comment subscribe do the appropriate social media thing on the appropriate social media platform and we will see you next week bye guys cheers